0: Amen. God is good, isn't he? Isn't God good? It's good to be together, and it's good to gather. And we're just grateful for what the Lord's doing, aren't we? Who has seen God do tremendous miracles, even in the craziest hour that you've ever lived in? I've seen God move so many times now. I've seen so many miracles. And uh, I could go on and on about that, but I just need to testify, God is good, isn't he? And that used to be, you know, we call it Christianese because sometimes it just becomes, you know, things we say. But it is it is a truth. God is good all the time. Remember that old saying? But he truly is. It's not just something we say. It's all the time. We misjudge because we look with our eyes and listen with our human ears sometimes. But God is not inside of this realm, right? God is outside; He's looking from outside, and God has a bigger perspective that we don't understand. And just during worship, I was thinking again how Elisha's servant got uh, fearful because he was looking at the natural circumstances, right? And what I love about the story is Elisha doesn't pray for the angels to come down. Elisha doesn't say, "Lord God, we need your help." You know what he says? He says, "Lord." Open his eyes. Now, what he opened his eyes to see was what was already there, present tense. And there are more, what did he say? There are more for us than there are against us. And that is the truth right now. This hour that we're in, we are entering an even stranger hour than the hour that we've been in. The clock is ticking. But God is with us, isn't he? Amen. Well, it's my pleasure to introduce one of our best friends And this is uh, really a lifelong friend since I was a boy. Joe Caulfield, we call him G.I. Joe, because he's enlisted. So Joe, come on and take the mic. And it's our pleasure to hear from him.
1: Praise God, it's good to see everyone. It's good to see everyone. Let's just take a moment. Let's just quiet ourselves, because felt like God's taken me in a different direction this morning. And then as I was praying and, and try to prepare for this morning and a commitment that I was trying to have in, in this hour um, was, God, let us yield the pulpits to your Holy Spirit. You know, let us just not go through the motions, not that that we go through the motions here, I'm not saying that, but, you know, where we have a a plan and and a purpose, and and we just carry it out, and it's like, God, we got it from here. So let's just take a moment, let's just quiet ourselves. Um, I've really enjoyed that worship, thank you. Um, It's one of my favorite songs, where you go, I'll go. Um, So God, we worship you. God, we worship you. We don't want to just rush into the service. And and God, I I think that's what you want to say this morning to this body of believers. Get our eyes off the natural and let us get our eyes on the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we worship you. We worship you, Lord God. Let's just get comfortable with the Holy Spirit. God is showing me that the the gifts of the the Holy Spirit, He wants to bring it to to the next level, and and we we kind of shy away a little bit because if you've been raised in a um, the, the church setting, you know, um, like I have, and at times we've seen it, it it go awry. The gifts of the Spirit every now and then go awry where you know maybe uh, people would draw attention to themselves, unnecess- not uh, unintentionally. Um, they would draw attention to themselves, and and things would just get kind of muttered sometimes, but let's not shy away from the Holy Spirit this morning, because his ministry is still alive and well today, so God, we need you. God, we cry out to you, God, today. I know you want to speak. You told me you want to speak, and God, this is your church. These are your people, God, here today, so God, we yield this pulpit to you. God, we yield our hearts to you this morning. We come to you, Lord, and we just love you. We worship you. We worship you, Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't be afraid of your heavenly language. It's okay. It's okay. Don't be afraid. It's okay. As we sit here and, and we try to just tap into the vein of the Father here this morning. Holy Spirit, we love you. We thank you for your ministry here today. Ultimately, your ministry is to lead us to our Lord Jesus Christ without spot or wrinkle, to hear those words, good job, my good and faithful servant. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into my rest. Hallelujah. We love you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Holy Spirit. We need you, God, this day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Jesus, we worship you. Oh, how we worship you. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. I hear in my spirit this morning as I was praying, and and the verse went through my mind, that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. There is no condemnation. I feel like God said somebody would be here today that needed to hear that, that there is no condemnation. But the key to that verse is those who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit and life. Oh, how the devil wants to to, to keep you bound this morning and and keep you pushed down. Hmm. Not a you know, allowing you to walk into the fullness of, and the gifts. And I, I almost say this, and, and I'm starting to feel tears in, inside, that there is no condemnation. So you just have to come to that place of reckoning with Jesus. Have you repented of what the devil's trying to bring condemnation? Have you repented of it? More than likely, the answer is yes. But if not, just repent. He, he's not pushing you away. And if the answer is yes, then he says, those who walk, the key to this verse, those who walk not after the flesh, those gray areas, let's work on those gray areas. Let's reckon with God today. Let's go after his presence today. Hallelujah. Mm. I just felt like God's pursuing you this morning. God's pursuing you. He wants you to know that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So don't stay there any longer. You don't have to stay there. Get up this morning. Hmm. Hallelujah. I heard this one other verse come this morning. (laughs) I know this is God, because I never go here. Um, And and it just came to me like this, so I'm gonna speak it how I got it. And I felt like God said, this is for those who are mature in Christ that, that have been wanting to go deeper in Christ and pursuing it and, and kind of wondering, God, how I want to function like this, I want to flow like this, but how come it's not happening? How come I don't have that anointing you know, that that, uh, that other people have? And I felt like God wanted to say, and this is not a rebuke. This is an encouragement. It's an answer to, I believe, somebody's prayer. God... Had, I Felt like as I was in prayer praying for the service this morning. I felt like I was hearing the hearts of this church And I felt like God said I'm not going to share my glory with any he goes so and I thought about the book of songs of Solomon and That's one of the books that challenges me the most I would rather read Job than songs of Solomon honestly, I I don't I don't know why it's just my personality and uh um, I was like, oh, I'm thinking about Songs of Solomon, this has to be God, so let me listen, let me write these things down. It's good to see you, Aaron. And uh, um, and I, I felt like God said, read the book of Songs of Solomon, look at the bride, does your heart pound for me like the bride's heart in Songs of Solomon for, for her master, you know, for, for basically Jesus. Does your, is your heart palpitating like that? It's like when we get up in, in, in the morning, it's like, do we have that, that the first thing we want to do is get up and we want to pull that phone out of our pocket and call our Lord. You know say, "Lord, ah, it's just, how you doing this morning? What's going on? I miss you. Am I going to see you today? I want to spend time with you." And I felt like God said, if we took that approach during the day, he will answer. He will give you the desires of your heart, and he will answer those cries. All right. So, Songs of Solomon. God's uh Put God first. Put God first. Love, pursue him with a, with a passion. The last time I was here, I... The the title to um, my sermon, I guess if if you want to call it, is it's not over. It's not over. And I, I think about what that had to be about four or five months ago. How appropriate for God to get out ahead of what's happening in, in this country. Um to to make that statement. God God said it. I, I felt like that was a word of from the war, uh from the Lord. God said it was not over. And then over the next four or five months, you could say, oh, my God, is it over? Are we ever going to return, or um, have we gone too far? And I felt like God just wanted to remind that word that it's not over. It's not over. All right, so if you would, go with me to um, Acts chapter 27 this morning. Acts chapter 27. I want to start in uh, verse 9. Verse 9, and the name that I want to title this morning, um, get ready, get ready. So four or five months ago, it's not over, and, and God wants to re- remind us today, it's not over. And now get ready, get ready. So starting in verse 9, bear with me. I'm not the greatest reader when I read out loud. I've been practicing. I've been trying to get better. Um, but I, I'm going to read a good portion of the the chapter, and I said, well, I'm going to expedite it and start in verse Um, 9. Get ready. Now, when much time had, had been spent, and sailing was no longer dangerous, because the fast was already over, Paul advised them, saying, men, I perceive that this voyage will end in disaster and much loss, not only in cargo and ship, but also in, in our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner of the ship than the things spoken by Paul. And because the harbor was not suitable for winter, the majority advised to set sail from there also, if by any means they, they could reach Phoenix, a harbor of Crete, Opening towards the southwest, southwest and northwest, and winter there. When the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had, um, that they had obtained what they desired, putting out to the sea, they sailed close by Crete. But not long after, a ten- tempestuous headwind arose, called a and I don't even know what that is. I know it's bad if you read the rest of the chapter. All right. Um, a Eurocliden. So when the ship was caught and, and could not head into the wind, we let her drive. And running under the shelter of an island called Claudia, we uh, secured the skiff with difficulty. When we had taken it on board, they used the cables to undergird the ship and fearing lest they should run aground by citrus, sands. Uh, they, they struck sail, and so were driven. And because we were exceedingly tempest-tossed, the next day they lightened the ship. On the third day, we, we threw the ship's tackle overboard and with, with our own hands. Now when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest beat on us, all hope we would uh, be saved was finally given up. But after a af- long absence from food, then Paul stood up in the midst of them and said to them, Men, you should have listened to me and not, that, and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and lost. And now I urge you to take heart for there will be no loss of life among you but only of that of the, of the ship. For there stood by me that night an angel of, of God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God had granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe, God, that it will be just as it was told me. Just as it was told me. Get ready. So we see as we entered into Acts chapter 27, that Paul started his, uh, his journey to go see Caesar um, and off, off to Rome. And I think, you know, what was going through Paul's mind, you know, Paul was ultimately contending uh, for concerning the gospel of Christ in, in that generation, contending for the influence of the gospel of Christ and, and really the, the testimony of Jesus Christ. And that he wouldn't back down from. And one of the first things I want to draw attention to here, Paul is, you know, our apostle of of the day. Off he goes to Rome, and it was difficult. I mean, picture this. I'm going to really try to draw a vivid picture of it. But here is is our apostle, and it wasn't an easy journey for him. All right, he was captive. And. Here he was on his way, and here we, today, we have to be willing, we have to be willing to be put in, if we want the glory of God, we have to be willing to put into difficult positions um, for the gospel of Jesus Christ, All Right. So in verse 10, as Paul, I have this picture, at least, you know, as I read it, you know how you get these meditations, I, I have these pictures of, of Paul, here he is, our super apostle, you know, he, he is the Titan of the day for, for Christianity. And I, I picture him, you know, he, he's at, at this harbor and he's on the ground. And here's this narrow catwalk up, up to this ship. And I see him walking up there and, and he's bound. He, he's got chains. He's got shackles. And this is our Titan. Paul's our, our Titan of, of Christianity, he's one of the, the leading apostles of that day. And, and he's walking up like this, under guard. How demoralizing that, that would have been if you were looking from afar, and if you were a follower of Jesus Christ, if you were a Christian of that day in this new birth, early birth church, and, and you were looking from a distance, and you're like, hey, that's Paul. We've already saw other apostles get martyred. It, it seems like we're getting our clock clean. Now, Paul? And, and here he is walking in in, in, uh, in a state of humiliation, I would say, chains under guard, walking up. But something happened when he stepped onto the deck of that ship. You know, as, as he walked up, God gave him a word. And this is why I was saying, you know, let's be comfortable with the Holy Spirit. He is still flowing today. We need the gifts of the Holy Spirit, right? We need, we need to be okay with our heavenly language. Um, God speaks to us with words of wisdom, knowledge, prophecy. The Holy Spirit is still here today to move amongst us. And I feel like that was the, the words he gave me this morning. I feel like that was the ministry of the gifts of the Spirit, God wanting to touch us. And as Paul stepped up on, on, onto the deck of the ship, God gave him a word of knowledge. And he looked at Centurion who was unbound and he was probably a pretty big dude right in, in shape and he had weapons and Paul looked him right in the eye with, with, with his guards and, and with his chains on he said I perceive if we take this journey it's going to end in disaster and looked him right in the, in the eye you know and I think he pricked that that centurion because next thing you know it, it, it kind of like I, I could see the centurion it's like oh. there was something different about the confidence that he had. And that word pierced his heart, right? And he said, the centurion looked over to the helmsman, the, the, the guy, I guess, uh, he, he would be the, you know, the guy who would steer the ship or whatever they did back in those days. And he looked over at the helmsman, and he said, no, we got this. We got this, we don't, we don't need to listen to this guy. And then he looked over to the owner of the ship, and the owner of the ship is like, hey, we need to take this journey, because there's a lot of money involved at stake here and if we could get to our desired location on the other end if we can make it there i mean it's going to be a good time the the, the we don't want to spend winter here we want to get over there where, where the weather's more fair it's more warm um and we can make some money so what they decided at that point that they, they look back and i'm, I'm playing this i'm meditating on, on this scenario and it was like okay we're going to take this journey And it's like they took our titan, the the apostle, and they said, no, we're not going to listen to you. We're not going to listen to you. We're not going to take your advice. You know what? We don't even need your advice. And what we need you to do right now, man of God, we need you to get down into the bows of the ship with the other captives, because we're going to control you. Not only are we not going to listen to you, but we're going to take you on this journey with us, all right? And then you'll see how good we are and how good this is when we get to the other side. You'll see. But now what we need you to do is be quiet. Speak no more and get into the bowels of the ship, man of God. And there they were. They, they took um, our apostle Paul and they pushed him into the depths of the ship where the dung heaps were, where the cargo were, where the other captives were. And they forced him on a journey that he advised them not to go on. It's kind of like where we are today. It's like we're being forced on a journey as the people of God are advising him, are advising that the powers to be in this generation. I perceive that this journey is going to end in disaster if we stay this course. And, and we see them like trying to take the testimony and contain the testimony in the word of God and, and shove it down into the bowels of the ship so we can continue our journey without God. And here we are, off we go. Or off they went at that time. And off they went. You know, And it wasn't, in verse. if you get to verse 14, it didn't take, take too long. It says, and then we hit trouble. They knew something was wrong. Just a couple verses down from verse 10 to verse 14, all of a sudden it's like, oh God, something's going wrong. And it's like we're having trouble steering this, and we're having trouble with st- stability and um, controlling this. So, well, maybe we could start cutting some things loose, and, and we could balance this out. But we could still make our journey that that we want to go on. We could still reach that generation. Let's just let's just cut this some of this tackle loose. Some of our programs, some of our ways that that we want to do things. Um, that, that we have set into motion, and, and maybe we, we could get control of this again, but it said it got worse. It said that, uh, that the ship started to, to break apart, and uh, by uh, verse, yeah, verse 14, they hit the trouble. The ship started to break apart, and then next thing you know, if, if you skip down to verse 20, Right, it was just like now it's it's complete panic mode. We can't control this. They were just free falling through the winds, and, and they were off. They went, you know, in, into the night, completely rudderless. And at the moment moment of panic, and I, I think they're like sheer terror. I don't know who it was because it it doesn't say. But next thing you know, it's like, hey, do you remember that dude that told us not to do this? Do you, do you remember that guy? He's still downstairs. And I could hear somebody say, go get him. Go get him now. Right? And then off, up, up comes Paul. And I, I, I could see the centurion is like, hey, man, we need you. And, and Paul knows what's happening. Paul knows w- w- what's going on. He knows that this is a dire situation. I, I bet you he could barely stand by the time he got, got to the top of the ship. But what was Paul doing in the, in the depths of that ship? Once again, it doesn't really say But I could tell you, if you go back to Acts chapter 16, the last time he was bound in in prison, he was just worshiping God, and he was praying and trying to get a word for the moment from the Lord, right? With everything going on around him, can you imagine that? Being in the bowels of that ship, you know this isn't bad, and maybe sometimes they're like this, you know, and and maybe they're they're taking on water, and and it's... You you could probably hear the commotion going up up going on up at the deck. You know there's panic. You could see it in her eye, right? And uh, I believe, like in Acts chapter 16, it says they just were Paul and Silas. They were sitting there and they were just worshiping God. They were trying to get a word from the Lord and they were praying, praying, praying. You know, and all of a sudden the shackles broke loose. The prison door opened up. Right, And God brought the gospel of Jesus Christ to all of Europe through that moment. All right, That, that was the beginning of the gospel being spread to Europe and then ultimately to the four corners of, of the earth through that prayer meeting in a prison cell. So here we are. They're downstairs. I'm assuming they're doing the same thing. Paul's doing the same thing. He's praying. He's like, God, what are you saying? What are you saying? God, what do you want me to do? What do you want to What do you want to say through me because i know you told me god you told me i'm going to rome so somehow i'm going to get there so what do you want me to say and i'm not sure how this is going to look but what do you want me to do what do you want me to say god but you know what until that moment comes i'm just going to pray for the their souls i'm going to pray for this voyage i am going to pray Father, God, that you would touch these men. And you know what, God? I worship you. I worship you, God, today. God, I'm, I'm in love with you because I know you're faithful and you're good. And uh, I, I think you mentioned that the three Hebrew children, even if I missed it and I don't get out of this alive, it is worth it. It is worth it, God. You are still, regardless of what happens here tonight, you are still good. You are still good. So I could hear something like that. And then all of a sudden, the centurion comes down. And it's like, hey, man, we need you upstairs, like now, you know? And, and they're like, here, just let me get these cuffs off you. Let me, hey, get upstairs. The captain wants to talk to you. And here comes the man of God now, he, and he gets out on the deck of the ship, and, and they're in in the storm that the ship's moving around. And the first thing Paul said to him, and it, it wasn't like he came up and he was soft and he didn't have confidence. He goes, man, you should have listened to me. He should have listened to me. So he held them accountable to the direction he was trying to give them prior to we got to this condition. He goes, you all should have listened to me. But I want you to know this much. So you know my word's credible. You know God speaks to me. But I want you to know this much. An angel of the Lord stood before me last night. And he told me, I still must get to Rome. But in my journey to Rome, all of you will be saved. None will be lost. You know, I could see the look on their face. But, but if none are going to be lost, you got to secure that, and you got to stop them, if you go on in the chapter, you got to stop them from getting off the ship because if they get off the ship, we're not going to make it. And I can see the centurion is like, get those guys, tie that down, do that and that, and uh, anything else that you need from us at, at this moment. But the point of this, the whole, I guess, message I want to get across to the church tonight or this morning is be ready. Be ready. So, in a moment's notice, I like a, a, a pastor said one time, and I never forgot it. I said, Paul, in a moment's notice, went from captive to captain of that ship in a moment's notice, just like that. And he had a word of the Lord when, when, when he showed up. That's what prayer does. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. In the moments notice, he went from captive to captain. And the thing was, he was ready for that moment. And he stepped onto the deck of that ship with confidence. And he told them, he held them accountable. We're here because you wouldn't listen to what God's proven word, what, what he says in his word. This is how we should live. This should be our moral code, you know, whatever the issues of the day is. This is what we should be holding on to is God's word, right? He goes, and and you weren't cherishing that, you weren't valuing that, you weren't holding it, God's word in, in high regard. So that's why we're here. I want, I want to make that clear. That's why we're here. But God has given me a word that he wants to have mercy. He wants to have a moment of mercy on your soul, and all will be saved but we gotta do A, B, C, and D for that to happen. you know. And it's funny, if you look at it, it wasn't easy even from that moment. That's why I said we gotta be willing as Christians to be put into difficult places sometimes. It wasn't easy at that moment. It said it, if you finish out the chapter, it says the waves, when they finally like hit this thing on, onto the ground, they said the waves were hitting the, the uh, ship with such force it was ripping it apart. It was like they had no choice but to jump off, right? So they jumped off that ship into like some really strong waves that were enough to break a ship apart. So here they are. It, tell me if that's not a step of faith. It's like, okay, you, you see it's breaking apart the wood and, and everything's coming apart, but I'm going to jump out in, into that, right? And then hope it works out, you know, type thing. Um, and then they you know, and ended up in Malta you know, modern-day Malta, you know, and they they got on shore, and then God used Paul. Um, They ended up healing people and ministering to people, and and there there was a revival until God brought another ship to take them to Rome. So God wants to say this morning, we have to get ready, and that means, and there's two things in there. Get ready, and God just spoke this to me. I, I had a uh, uh, like a picture in my mind, but God just spoke this. Why we are worshiping? It's like get ready, and God wants to encourage His people this morning. Get ready in here. It's like that one word that went forth th- this morning. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. He's not pushing you away. He is not pushing you away. So much, He wants to keep emphasizing this throughout this service. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But the key to that, we've got to walk away from those gray areas. We've got to walk away from the areas that might put us um, not in agreement with him in, in, in his word. Walk, walk away. He's not pushing you away. He's just saying reckon with me this morning. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh. So Get ready. In here but the other part of that get ready is I think when I was praying this morning we were at verse 20 I feel we're at a place in society that we are at verse 20 says the people who don't know Jesus they are without hope in the world and they know something's wrong and they know they cannot control it I'll tell you you know I've been on a journey in, in my job and for those who don't know me yet, I'm still for you know a couple more months at least, um, still in the military. And uh, there was a there was a time when I would share, just like bring, just gently bring God up in, in in meetings, and nobody wanted to. Well, I'm not, we're not religious. You know, you would get that like real quick, and, and a wall would go up. But now I, I'll tell you that the meetings, that the final meetings that that I've been in, I start bringing up God. Everybody in the room is, is looking at me and they're like, does he really believe what he's saying? I, I could see them feeling me out. Is this for real? Get this guy to the deck of the ship you know type thing and it, I could, I, it's almost like you could see what what's going through their mind and get ready because they're open. I'm going into supermarkets. And I'm just starting to tell people about Christ, you know, as, as I'm in this supermarket. And there's an opening. You know, a lot of times they, they would shut you down so quick. So just try it. Just try it. Just try to mention God. Just try, hey, you know, I, I'll tell you what, what keeps me stable, brother, is Jesus Christ. You know, and it's just like, and now they're, they're stopping and they're starting to at least give you a, a, an ear to, to, to listen to. Where a year ago, two years ago, Hey, we got this figured out. We're on a journey. We got the, the smartest helmsman, and the owner of the ship is is over here. We, we got a lot of cash, and we want to make it over there to where there's palm trees, and that, that's where we want to hang out for the winter. You know, it's like, hey, that, that's good, good for you, brother. You know, and, and off they go. But now, you know, there's an openness like I've never seen um, to the gospel. I, at least in in my lifetime that since I've been serving the Lord and I got saved when I was 18 um and, and the last thing I just want to you know bring out uh, I, as I was preparing so my office this morning was my pickup truck and uh you know I I came upon this flyer and I started looking at it it was a flyer um of Charles Finney and uh of some of his revivals up in Rome uh or New York and it was interesting Danae and I, um, my wife, we met in Rome, New York and uh, back in the early 80s and I I just kind of opened it like this and it said, Rome, New York, you know, and uh, it's like Rome was the only town out of all his camp meetings where everybody in the town, every known resident in the town was registered and uh, became saved, you know, and gave their their hearts to Christ. The whole town gave, gave their heart to Christ. And I was like, ah, oh, Rome, New York. You know, I just, for some reason, as I was getting ready to get out of the truck, I, I saw this and then I saw Rome, New York, so I, I started reading about it. And, but they said, the key to the revival up in Rome was the spirit of prayer. They said, we, Finney said, we saw prayer like in no other town in in all of our camp meetings, was the spirit of prayer. He goes everywhere we went, when we walked down down the sidewalks, he goes, we would walk past people and we would hear them on, on the sidewalks, unashamed, praying for the lost. He said there was prayer everywhere. There was this spirit of prayer. And I don't know, I, didn't, I felt like God just wanted me to throw that in this morning. I was like, why did it get my attention? And We were just in Rome last week and, uh, you know, visiting some friends and uh, an old pastor of our, friend of ours, and uh, um, spirit of prayer, how important prayer is in in this hour. Um, Let's not beat ourselves up this morning. God is not pushing us away from us, but I think we know what we need to do to get where we need to be, and prayer is going to be a big Big part. So remember, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. He loves us. He is, he is not trying to push us away from us from Him this morning, but he's trying to draw us closer. Because it, it's funny if you look around, he chose us to be his end time army. He didn't choose Paul, as good as Paul is, and, and I love that guy. I'm actually a Peter guy. Um, I like Peter. Um, Peter's my favorite. And uh, he's, uh, just identify with some of his shortcomings, <laughs> and, uh, um, but, you know, as much as I love Paul, as much as I love Peter, and those guys, he didn't pick them to be here to bring in the, the greatest, right. he picked, he picked you, he picked you, Anna, all right, uh, he, he picked you, um, so we're here for this time, for such a time as this, he didn't pick Esther, he picked us, here for this time. We're his end-time army. Um, And I believe what he wants to say today, I just want to emphasize it one last time, is get ready. Get ready. Amen. Thank you.
0: It's interesting because uh, I just heard a story uh, last week that uh, a good friend of mine Um, was invited to this kind of this survival group, just kind of happenstance, this group of guys had gotten together, all ex-military, saying like something's going on and I think we need to start preparing. So they're all unsaved. Well, my friend somehow gets invited. They find out that he's kind of starting and prepping and so they're like, hey, come to our meeting. So he stays quiet goes to a meeting, listens to what they have to say, stays quiet, goes to a meeting, stays quiet. And they're like, hey, you never speak up. Do you have anything to say? And then just comes, spills out of him. and He's like, I'll tell you what's going on and starts sharing about Christ, exactly what he's saying. And there's uh, the, the main guy who leads this group is ex-Navy SEAL. And uh, he stands up and looks at the group and he goes, this is what we've been waiting for. And they all get saved. Yeah, so now it's a Christian survival group. (laughs) So that is exactly where where we're at. You're going to see two things. You're going to see a hardness just get harder and harder, because that's how it is, right? They put Jesus on a cross. But there's going to be this group of people, right? That is, the people are aware. Because I keep hearing everywhere I go, like people are starting to, to think like, hey, you know, maybe, maybe everything's not okay. And so because of that, we have the answer, amen, and it's Christ. So I just want to, let's just close in prayer. And uh, we just thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you honor. We thank you, Lord, that you're you're speaking, Lord, that when Joe opened his mouth, Lord, your voice spoke through him to our hearts. I pray that we would receive your word for us, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that it's a compounding. Yes, Lord, we hear you. It's not over, and we're ready, Lord, for what you have for us. Our hearts need to be ready. Lord, I pray that the word in us would be ready. Lord, we thank you so that, Lord, just like you said to him, you said, Lord, you said that when you open your mouth, I'm going to speak through you. Just open your mouth, and I'm going to speak. So I just thank you, Lord God. That's the preparation and the readiness that we do beside, behind the scenes with you so that when we open our mouth, Lord, to this world, Lord, you come out, because that's it's been you in. Lord, we thank you, and we just give you praise, give you honor and glory this day, give you glory, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Bless you.